Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, October 3rd, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, the death of Anwar al-Alaki in Yemen was a major blow to al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. It was also an example of President Obama's primary tool for fighting terror, the unmanned drone. What effect have drones had on the president's counterterrorism strategy? Well, you know, Carrie, sometimes you see that a weapon gets adopted uh, in pursuit of a strategy. In this case, the weapon has actually changed the strategy. When President Obama came into office, I don't think any of us thought that he would embrace the drone program with even more enthusiasm than uh, President Bush had had. But that's what's happened. He's had three, four times more drone strikes since he became president than President Bush had in his entire time. And increasingly, he has relied on this as the uh, very cheap, very fast, no-boots-on-the-ground way to approach counterterrorism. And in cases like this, it can be enormously successful. In other cases, such as in crowded cities, it's not as useful. And one of the interesting questions is whether or not Uh, As a result of this, you're now going to see the terrorists themselves and al-Qaeda change their own tactics. Unlike other al-Qaeda leaders the U.S. has targeted, though, Anwar al-Aliki was an American citizen. Now, the ACLU and other groups have raised concerns that if the government targets its own citizens for killing, it denies them their constitutional right to due process. So how does the Obama administration answer that? You know, on this issue, Kerry, I think that the administration has a significant legal and moral problem. What they say is that if you're an American citizen or not, if you have joined a group that is waging war on the United States, then you're a legitimate target. And they argue that the only people they target are those who are actually plotting against the U.S., which they maintain that Anwar al-Awlaki was. Um, versus those who might simply be involved in a in a local or uh, regional uh, uprising or rebellion. Now, in this case, though, there's no question that the due process, if there was any, was a completely internal process within the U.S. government in which Mr. Alawaki's um, representatives had no chance to make a case that he shouldn't be uh, targeted or basically consigned to a death sentence. The courts have ruled so far uh, in favor of President Obama on this issue, but the the problem isn't going to go away. The killing of al-Alaki meant a lot to Americans. What did it mean for Yemenis? Almost nothing. You know, uh, he was well-known in the U.S. because he was uh, considered to be involved in with both the, the 9-11 conspirators, or at least a few of them, uh, with the Fort Hood bombing, with that uh, attempt to uh, bomb an airliner that uh, came in at Christmas in 2009. Uh, But to Yemenis who are wrapped up in the question of whether or not they're going to overthrow President Saleh and what kind of government, if any government, will come up after this, this was entirely a sideshow, something important to the Americans and completely irrelevant to them. Finally, here at home, the big guessing game this week is whether New Jersey Governor Chris Christie will yield to calls for him to enter the race for the White House. What obstacles does he face if he gets into the race this late in the game? Well, the main obstacle is that coming in late these days is a big problem if you are trying to raise the kind of funds you need to raise. And in a 
time when the the primary schedule has moved up earlier and earlier. You saw Florida move its uh, into early January just uh, last week. Uh, you have less time to organize. On the other hand, uh, there are many in the Republican Party who have uh, been trying out one candidate after another, Michelle Bachman, Rick Perry, and others, and still seem to find them all wanting. So presumably, if he does get in, the money will flow. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Carrie Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.